0: In its simplest definition, jet lag is the disruption of our body's internal clock or our circadian rhythm. Doctors analyzed athletes and noted decreased performance after traveling both domestically and internationally. Change the time on your watch, your phone, and your computer to match the time at your destination as soon as you get on the plane. When we travel east, we are more affected than when we travel west. Vitamin C and zinc reduce both the severity and the duration of the common cold. When taken long-term, vitamin C can reduce the incidence of the common cold as well. Ryan Muncy is probably the smartest guy I know. Trust me, Muncie is the nutrition guy. Ryan Muncy out there trying to make the world better for all of us. The Optimal Performance Podcast is bold, edgy, creative. Entertaining and epic. Ryan Muncie is my go to guy. Ryan Muncie is the first guy I call. He's making people's lives better. Ryan Muncie's an innovator. What's up, guys? You're listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Muncie. Welcome to another episode. As you can tell from the title, this week we're talking about JET lag. Since Natural Stacks is a sponsor of the Optimal Performance Podcast, I have a special promo code for you to use that is specific to this episode. The code is JETLAG30, J E T L A G 30, all capitals. I'm going to be mentioning a few of my favorite Natural Stacks products, along with some other products and other useful tools that I use to help reduce jet lag and enhance your travel experience throughout this show. Uh, so again, the code for the Natural Stacks products that I mentioned is jetlag30 at naturalstacks.com. And of course, make sure you go to naturalstacks.com to see the blog post for this Um along with all the resources, some studies, and any kind of links to other products that we talk about here on this episode. A couple other housekeeping notes. Make sure you guys go to iTunes, leave us a review, preferably a five-star review. Let us know how much you like the show. If we read your review on the air, we will hook you up with free Natural Stacks products. So right now, Josephine N. You're going to get hooked up with free Natural Stacks products. Shoot me an email, ryan at naturalstacks.com. This is from iTunes. It says, thankful. I've been using several of your products for over a year now and absolutely love Siltep, Dopamine Brain Food, and Smart Caffeine. These products have been game changers for me since being exposed to mold that led to extreme brain fog, fatigue, among other things. I don't have the option to slow down as I manage a 24-person team directly and help support a 90-person department. Recently, I started listening to this podcast and have really enjoyed picking up additional knowledge that I can utilize personally. I will be on a continual journey of dis- in discovering greater or new ways of thriving. And this podcast is now one of them. Thank you for all that you do and being on the front lines for so many of us, Josephine. Uh, thank you so much for that. That is a beautiful, glowing review. I appreciate your feedback. I, everybody listening, I appreciate your support. Uh, and, and I echo what Josephine said, you know, this, we are, I think we're all on this journey. Uh, I don't profess to have all the answers and I am out there learning and seeking and trying to optimize myself and, and in the process, sharing that, uh, you know, what I collect and what I gather and bringing it back to you so that we can all move our missions forward. So I'm grateful for you guys being here. Thank you for trusting me and us with your health, fitness, uh, business, self-optimization goals and yeah, Uh, Thanks for being here. This is just really cool to be a part of such an amazing community. Uh, And again, share the OPP. If you hear things on this episode or any specific episode, uh, you know, share that episode with your friends and family, but also the podcast in general. Share the OPP feed. uh, Get more listeners out there, and that helps us help more people. And you know, we bring more people into this movement and make the world a better place. So thank you for being here. Let's get on with the show. All right, so I've been doing a lot of travel lately. And uh, again, like I just said in in sort of the intro, I'm no expert. Uh, I'm not immune to jet lag, but I have found a few ways to minimize the negative effects of travel and jet lag, crossing time zones, crossing oceans, going from one continent to another. Um, This is by request, and I can't wait to share these with you. Uh, and, and again, thank you guys for requesting this topic. It's a great topic. I think this is going to be a killer podcast. So if you have ideas like this, if you want a jet lag podcast or, you know, whatever it might be, shoot me an email, drop me a message on social media, whatever, I'd be happy to hook you guys up or, and help you out with specific episodes like this. So this was actually an old blog post that we had when uh, NaturalStacks blogs were on the optimalperformance.com domain. For whatever reason, it did not get migrated over. So I will be updating the blog post with uh, the new tips uh, and the new information that's in this podcast that's not on that blog post. Uh, this will all be on the NaturalStacks.com blog post to accompany this. Um, so. Uh, and again, you know, more of you guys listen to the OPP than read the blogs. So this is another way to make sure we get this useful information to you. Um, So before we really talk about the hacks and and how you can overcome jet lag, let's first talk about what it is. In its simplest definition, jet lag is the disruption of our body's internal clock or our circadian rhythm due to travel through or across multiple time zones. Um, Everybody reacts and responds differently. Uh, The symptoms can include brain fog, sleepiness, sleeplessness, uh, insomnia, lack of mental focus or alertness, which definitely happens if you're not sleeping. Um, typically, travel of greater length or greater differences in time zones is going to result in a greater disruption uh, of that biological clock and, and therefore increased jet lag. So, you know, flying three hours one way is not going to disrupt you as much as flying eight or 12 hours uh, in time zone differences. Um, why does this occur? Basically, our clocks and our watches um on our devices can easily be reset to show a new time zone when we arrive at a destination. Um, you know, our, our our smartphones, our computers, they recognize this time shift and can update themselves automatically. Uh, unfortunately, by comparison, the software in our bodies is, is a little bit archaic and doesn't understand how to instantly reset itself hours ahead or behind with the flip of a switch. And we simply need time to adjust. And that time is what's affectionately known as jet lag. Uh, So what's happening to our bodies? Well, the answer is a lot. Um, You know, we can cram hundreds of people inside a metal tube uh, that recirculates stale air, soars to elevations of, you know, 30,000, 50,000 feet, um, You know, requires pressurized oxygen, bombards our bodies with radio and microwaves, uh, gets us closer to cosmic rays, and we sit stationary for extended periods of time. Again, longer on uh, longer periods of of sedentary or stationary behavior uh, on longer flights, leading to increased feelings of jet lag. Uh, We're creating um, you know a veritable witch's brew of bodily stress, and there's a lot of science to support this. Um, you know, any one of those things I just mentioned, you know, if you're familiar with biohacking, you're familiar with how they impact our body. Um, but you know, in one sports medicine study, this was published way back in 1989. Um, you know, doctors analyzed athletes and noted decreased performance after traveling both domestically and internationally. And the condition, uh, clinically is known as dysrhythmia and it's associated with malaise, appetite loss, tiredness, disturbed sleep. All of these symptoms uh, are, are excuse me, all of these are symptoms of the shifts of the uh, day and night cycle, uh, which impairs the body's ability to regulate our biological clock and its associated functions, meaning sleep, hormone production, body temperature, um, the ability to use energy stores, aka body fat and/or glycogen. so we're talking about metabolic processes here. Uh, it affects water excretion. This is one of the many reasons that we hold water when we travel. And all of these things compound to negatively impact impact our mental and physical performance. Uh, and that sucks because when we travel, whether it's for work or for pleasure, we typically want to feel our best when we're on the road. You know, if you go on vacation, you want to feel good wherever it is you're going. If you're traveling, you know, to another continent to present at a conference, you want to be at the top of your game when you get there. Um, You know, so it's in in our best interest to be able to mitigate and attenuate these jet lag disruptions. Um, You know, so jet lag, air travel stressors, they may be unavoidable. um, But what we're going to talk about today are some travel hacks that we can employ to lower that physical toll on our body to reduce the time required for us to adjust and recover so that we can perform at our normal capacities, both mentally and physically, as quickly as possible. All right, so here we go, nine travel tips to help you reduce jet lag. The first one and perhaps one of the most profound, I actually I think the first three that we're gonna list here uh, that I have for you are probably the most profound and these are actually three that are not on the old blog post. So the first one comes to us from Mark Sisson. Uh, Mark is an amazing guy, runs Primal Kitchen, uh, Primal Blueprint, Primal Endurance book. He's been a guest on the podcast. If you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to it. But this tip actually comes from Mark's appearance on that episode of the OPP. Um, and, And Mark's an amazing guy, smart guy. And this is a really simple tip. He says to change the time on your watch, your phone, and your computer to match the time at your destination as soon as you get on the plane, whether you're taking a plane, a train, a car, whatever it is, when you start that journey, instantly change the clock to the time at your destination. That will give your brain, your body, more time to adapt. And I will say that it's probably been... A year and a half since I heard that one from Mark and at the time it just sounded kind of simple uh, I didn't really think it would work but I've been doing it ever since then and it makes a huge huge difference so I can't recommend that one enough mark thank you for sharing that one with us um, number two is the human charger I've talked about the human charger, uh, several times before, uh, met these guys at at a couple of different conferences. They were at the Bulletproof conference last year. Um, I met Yari at, um, the biohacker summit in Helsinki, Finland last November. And at that time he hooked me up with a a human charger unit. We've done some giveaways, uh, through natural stacks and given away quite a few of these. Uh, this is just an amazing tool. Um, but the, the human charger is... Uh, It's basically light therapy and it's using light to boost your energy, to boost your mood, and it's literally sunshine in your pocket. You can use it to beat jet lag. You can use it to defeat the winter blues or seasonal affective disorder. I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, it's just, it's a really cool thing. It, It looks like an iPod. It's a very small unit. It's black. It's got a single dot, uh, like a, just like an iPod wheel in the middle. You click that, it turns on. Um, it has headphones and the headphones are actually special led lights. It's a 12 minute cycle. So as soon as you press that button, it automatically runs for 12 minutes with the headphones in your ear. It's, uh, pushing uh, white and blue light into the into your ears uh, where the photosensitive receptors in our ears, um, you know, can, can pick that up and realize that, you know, uh, or you can kind of trick them into thinking that it's daytime. Uh, so I'm going to read you something from the Human Charger website. They say it best. Your recent discoveries have shown that the surface of the brain has photosensitive receptors, much like those located in the retina of the eye. These photosensitive receptors can be accessed by light flowing through the ear canal. The Human Charger Bright Light Therapy device does just that. It channels light directly to the light-sensitive regions of the brain via the ears using advanced LED-set earbuds. Uh, this unit is incredibly simply simple to use. It has a single button to turn it on. Like I said, runs for twelve minutes. Um, and and the coolest thing is you can do it while you meditate. You can do it while you cook, while you run, while you're riding the train, answering emails. It's not something that you have to find twelve minutes outside of your normal routine to incorporate this. Uh, and I know with with many of us, you know, we have these busy lives. It's hard to you know how many things can you add into your day, right? There's a point of diminishing returns and that's one of the things i love about the human charger is you can just stick the unit in your pocket plug it into your ears turn it on and then do whatever it is that you're going to do for the next 12 minutes as long as it's not take a shower Um, you know so again i think it's brilliantly designed it's also really cool uh, when it comes to jet lag they have an app And all you have to do is it's a free app to download. When you download the app, you tell it where you're going, um, where you're leaving, like you tell it arrival, you tell it departure, you tell it times, and they have everything built in. So it tells you exactly when to use the unit. Um, And we actually, uh, I featured the Human Charger as a biohack of the week in, um, in a Natural Stacks newsletter email, uh, it's probably been about a year ago, maybe six months, I don't even know when it was, but I took a screenshot uh, when I traveled, well it had to be less than a year ago, maybe six months, because I took a screenshot when I flew from New York City to Moscow uh, for my trip to Helsinki for the Biohacker Summit. So the app told me to use the unit twice in the morning on the day that I left. Um, and then as you scroll to the right on the app, it moves you know, from, from now to a future in the time and it kind of tracks your plane's flight path. And then it tells you at what time to use the unit. For me specifically, it was every hour on the hour until I landed in Moscow at 10.30 a.m. the next day. So for that particular trip, I left New York City at 3 or 4 p.m. Landed in Moscow, and it was ten thirty a.m. the next day. So, you know, the ultimate red eye flight, and then I had to get off of that one, connect, you know, an hour or two hours later, and fly from there to Helsinki. I would arrive in Helsinki, and it would be like maybe one or two o'clock in the afternoon. And then we had, you know, events and dinners. So, um, you know, one this is something else that we'll talk about uh, in a few minutes as another sort of hack. You know, it was important that you know if I did try to sleep on that flight. To you know, make it as early in the flight as possible, so that you know I wasn't waking up at you know 2 p.m. or, or waking up at 10:30 a.m. and then going and doing these things. So uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, but. Um, You know, the other thing that that I found when I was in Finland was, it was Finland, it was November. If you've ever been to uh, really high latitudes or or low latitudes uh, close to the Arctic Circle, you realize that certain times of the year, it gets dark really early. In Finland, it got dark by 3.30 in the afternoon, and that really messed me up on top of everything else. Uh, it also happened that, you know, by the time I came home, you know, it's it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, and, and in the northern hemisphere, you know, it gets dark, you know, depending on where you live, three thirty, four, five, five thirty 4.00, at the latest in the evening. So when it comes to using the human charger for seasonal affective disorder or the winter blues, I found it really useful to use the human charger every day. Between 4 and 5 p.m., to sort of delay my body's natural winding down, um, it worked surprisingly well. Uh, What I noticed is that if I didn't do that, I would start to get tired around 7 or 8 p.m., a few hours after sunset. And then because I didn't go to bed at that time, I would get an extra cortisol bump to kind of help me stay awake. And if you know anything about cortisol, you know that we actually want it to be steadily declining through the evening and at its lowest point when we go to bed. So excuse me, by using the human charger in the evening, I could kind of delay my body going into that sleep mode an extra hour or two. So it wouldn't hit me until about nine or 10 o'clock. And that's when I would go to bed. Um, you know, so it improved my sleep. and, And at the time I was tracking sleep and energy levels with HRV, Fitbit, things like that. So I had both subjective and objective data to support that. Um, So I'm a huge fan of the human charger. Um, We're going to move on to some of the other tips for jet lag. But before we do that, um, we do have a deal for you from the human charger folks. I mentioned meeting Yari at a few conferences. Yari's a really, really great guy, and he wants you to be able to benefit from the Human Charger, so he's got a special code for Optimal Performance Podcast listeners. Use the code OPP to save 20% on a Human Charger. Just go to humancharger.com, use the code OPP, save 20%. All right, the next hack or travel hack is going to be some version of intermittent fasting, ketogenic diet, uh, low-carb eating, and simply making sure that you eat as many high-quality nutrients, focus on micronutrients, and eat as many superfoods as possible. This will help you reduce inflammation, sharpen your brain activity. It makes eating easier when you're crossing over days and times, etc. Um, you know, because you can just say, all right, I ate in New York at 3:30. Uh, I'm going to set a stopwatch when I leave here, and in 20 hours or 24 hours, uh, I'm going to eat, or however long you think you want to fast. Um, you know, because when you land, it's it may be. So we'll use my trip to to Finland. I landed. It might have been two or three p.m. and it, as I said, it was getting dark. So. It's really, really weird and it can really, really throw you off. But having that stopwatch to say, okay, it's been 18 hours, I'm going to eat now and then I'll start it again. And then by the next day, it really cuts that acclimation period down to 12 to 24 hours instead of 48 to 72 hours. Um, Don't get me wrong, that first day when you travel, you know, eight time zones east is brutal. Uh, And that's something that. I think I skipped over that, but uh, you know there is research showing uh, that when we travel east, we are more affected than when we travel west. So I live on the east coast of the US. When I fly to the west coast, I feel great when I get there, uh, but flying west to east, coming home, uh, it does affect me more. Uh, and same thing going to Europe. When I go to Europe, I'm affected more getting there than I am coming back and gaining that time. So when we lose the time, we seem to be more affected than when we come back and gain extra time, which makes sense when I phrase it that way. Uh, but there is science and, and research to support that as well. Um, you know, but in general, just the importance of eating right when you travel, uh, personal experience, you know, my wife and I just went on a, a, an anniversary trip and we were in the Bahamas. We were in an all-inclusive resort where, you know, the focus is more on uh, partying and, you know letting loose and that's not our style. So we really struggled with, you know, getting the right types of food and the, the amounts of the right foods that we wanted. You know, sure, we could eat salads, but, you know, it was uh, maybe romaine lettuce and, you know, bare minimum instead of, you know, what we might do at home where we're getting, you know, wild herbs or, uh, you know, locally grown uh, organic stuff that, that has a greater nutrient density. Um, so I really, really stress you know, when you travel, if you can, to the best of your ability, you know, eat local, eat wild, eat organic, and really focus on those micronutrients. Uh, I love traveling with things like fat fudge, um, something that is is a performance food that has things in it like maca, turmeric, uh, cocoa. Um, You know, I love the uh, venison bars from Epic, um, the chicken sriracha bars, both of those are zero sugar added. I always travel with 100% chocolate i travel with organic nuts um, things that are easy to pack in my bag don't take up a lot of space don't add a lot of weight Um, you know i would love to travel with canned smoked oysters but they're really heavy so i really don't travel with them but you can usually find them uh, wherever you go Um, you know and and i'll compare the bahamas experience with recently traveling to uh, sweden finland uh, san francisco new york city in all of those places i was able to you know lean on the people that i was traveling to see to ask them you know where's the best place to eat where can i get this stuff explain to them what i'm looking for uh, and, and you know they can point you in the same direction and to that uh, to that point even in the bahamas i was able to do that so definitely seek out locals and, and ask them for you know their advice on where to find the best foods especially if you're uh, upfront with them about what you're looking for they'll be able to point you in the right direction but in san francisco new york uh, i was able to get to uh, you know healthy Grocery stores, whether it be an Erewhon in Los Angeles or or a Whole Foods uh, or any organic grocer in Sweden, uh, we found an organic grocer where where they had a salad bar and we could go through and, you know, make our own foods and and find all of the, you know, micronutrient rich foods. We we had oysters and and great salads and, uh, you know, things like that that. Really, like I said, they they reduce inflammation, they help sharpen brain activity, um, and and all of these things help flush out toxins and get our body back to uh, normal, Um, you know, and and to that point, uh, I've talked to Ben Greenfield about this before, he and I both agreed on this one when I was on his podcast, that, you know, when we travel, typically eating a ketogenic style, um, meaning that we focus on lower carb, higher fats, uh, moderate protein, has a better uh, impact on us both in in terms of physical energy and in terms of mental energy. Um, Not necessarily testing our our blood or or urine to see if we're in ketosis, it's really not about that as much as it is about following that sort of uh, template when it comes to eating. And that really helps optimize performance. Um, So let's get into a couple of the other hacks that we can do Um, on the plane You know, we mentioned that, you know, you can sit uh, if you're It's an 8-10 hour flight you're sitting for a long time even you know across the US It's a five-hour flight sitting stationary for many hours at a time is never good for circulation Add the pressure uh, and altitude to the equation. You've got a recipe for all sorts of disruption uh, To our homeostasis that poor circulation means reduced oxygen and nutrient delivery to every cell in our body body. There are other potential circulation issues, including edema, swelling, aches, pains. Uh, There's even the potential for blood clots, especially in the legs and the feet. Uh, So there's a couple ways we can get around it. You know, one, you can wear those compression or circulation socks. You can find those at most outdoor or running stores like Dick's, Sports Authority, Fleet Feet. Um, they're, They're definitely worth the investment. The other alternative is to wear compression pants uh, depending on the weather you can wear those underneath your jeans or sweatpants whatever uh, comfortable pants you like to travel in <coughs> excuse me um, and there's numerous brands to choose from um, right now i'd have to say my favorite is virus um, of course you can get something from nike and under armor but i don't feel like they do as much for circulation um uh 2xu or two times you is another great brand Uh, So definitely check those out, I'll have links to those on the uh, blog post for this for you guys. Um, next point is sleep enhancers, you know, so again, the biggest component of jet lag is the disruption of sleep, the better quality sleep we get on the plane and the better we time it, the better we feel and perform when we arrive at our destination. So short of buying a high price ticket for, uh, you know, first class where you get a fully laid back flat bed, there's not a whole lot we can do about the space or the seats on a plane. Uh, but there are a few travel hacks that we can use to increase our chances of getting uh, better sleep and actually getting sleep on the plane. So I always fly with sunglasses. Um, I put those on as soon as I get on the plane. Um, you know, when you're at altitude, if the windows are up, you know, you're going to get exposed to a little bit brighter light, more cosmic rays. So sometimes it can help to, um, you know, you can't control whether everybody on the plane has their shade pulled down over the window. Uh, so either an eye mask, I'm not comfortable with those. I prefer sunglasses, but whatever works better for you. Um, you know, the, the earth's atmosphere is thinner up there. So you're, uh, you are exposed to greater amounts of cosmic radiation. Our eyes take a brunt of that. Um, so even if you're not planning to sleep, close your window shade at the very least, um, you know, wear some UV blocking sunglasses, um, you know, pillows Neck pains, getting a tight neck, angry back from terrible posture, all those things make jet lag worse when you land. Um, so anything that you can do to you know, prevent that, a pillow helps prevent uh, terrible posture. Um, depending on the bag that you take, uh, if you have a bigger carry-on bag, you can put it in your lap, wrap your arms around it, lean forward, put your head on it. Uh, you can wear those little pillows, the neck pillows, uh, whatever works better for you. Uh, but I'm a big fan of hugging my backpack, uh, especially if it's big enough to keep me from hunching all the way over, play with the way you sit, you know, you can put your feet on the seat and, um, you know, get in a full squat position. Um, you know, we'll talk about things like that as we get later on in the podcast, we'll talk about moving, uh, you know, look into noise canceling headphones, planes are loud. Um, especially if your seat is near the engine, there's crying babies. That's bad for our sanity. Um, you know, neighbors want to talk with you. Uh, that's great unless you want to try to sleep, uh, all those things can be blocked out just by putting on a pair of headphones, even if it's just earbuds, uh, that, you know, that sort of signifies to the person around you that you're trying to sleep or focus. Um, but definitely focus on, on, uh, you know, some of those things, um, timing your sleep. I touched on this earlier, but that's really important. So like using the, uh, the trip from New York to Moscow and then Finland as an example again. Like I said, it was 1030 in the morning when I landed in Moscow. Uh, I needed to get on another plane an hour or two later. And then it was like, say, 2 p.m. when I landed in Finland. And I had an event from 4 to 10 p.m. that night. And then I needed to try to go to bed. So the worst thing I could be doing would be sleeping, you know, as soon as I landed, um, getting to Moscow, getting to Finland. So uh, that's why I said earlier, uh, the earlier in that flight from New York that I could get that sleep, the better. Now, yes, that would be difficult because it was also 3:30 in the afternoon there. So you want to start looking at, you know, if you're drinking coffee, if you're timing your caffeine, um, you know you want to shut that off earlier in the day before you leave. Uh, the U S or you leave the West and travel towards the East. Um, so take all those things into account and, you know, think of sort of reverse engineer it. Think about where you're going to be, how you want things to go when you get there and then look at what you need to do now and between now and then to help make that happen at that point. Um, so, you know, work, work with the end in mind or start with the end in mind and, and work backwards. I think that'll really help uh, the next time you travel. Um, always look at immune boosters. There's no fresh air on an airplane. Um, The air we breathe on those things is recirculated throughout the cabin for the duration of the flight. Um, There's not much airing out when the planes refuel and reboard for the next flight. So uh, just Keep in mind, you know, that you you are breathing in recirculated air. Uh, While we're in that metal tube, we're also exposed to increased radiation, both from inside the plane and from the outside due to thinner atmosphere at higher altitudes. Uh, So in short, our immune system is getting bombed with germs, bacteria, all sorts of performance robbing villains. Um, Here's a few things that I do to boost my immune system. Um, Activated charcoal, I'm a big fan of that. Um I haven't been using that lately but it's definitely one to kind of keep in your arsenal. Glutathione is the body's master antioxidant. Um You know, I've been using a uh, suppository form of glutathione that I got from a previous podcast guest, Dr. John Lawrence. Uh, I believe he was on episodes 105 and 106. Go back and check those out. He is an anti-aging, age management, stem cell, functional cranial release uh, physician and chiropractor. So uh, those were great episodes. And he's uh, gotten me kind of hooked on using those because the the concept is that um, while they're the glutathione has more time to sort of bathe the mucus of the uh, intestinal tract and be absorbed much better that way. Uh, if you're familiar with glutathione, you know that taking it orally doesn't really do the trick, um, you know, because it, gets a, a, because it gets digested through that first pass through the digestion uh, and it doesn't really get to the cells where we want it to. That's why the original bulletproof form of glutathione was the liposomal tagged uh, gel that was in the little syringe. Um, you know, if you're not ready for glutathione, uh, you can definitely go with vitamin C and zinc. Natural Stacks makes an amazing one that I always take when I travel. Uh, numerous benefits of vitamin C for the immune system—they're fairly well known. Um, we've written about them in, in several blog posts. Uh, but you know, when combined, w- w- vitamin C and zinc reduce both the severity and the duration of the common cold. When taken long term, vitamin C can reduce the incidence of the common cold as well. Uh, I take this daily and I up my dose to maybe four or five times uh, normal levels when traveling um you know because it combats oxidative stress it increases that ma- master antioxidant glutathione it speeds recovery it optimizes killer cell and macrophage activity and it decreases levels of infections and uh disease not disease but disease right we'll, we'll phrase it very carefully um drink tons of water your cells get bombarded when you travel um if you've ever taken a bottle of water on the plane and, and you see how it expands you see how that pressure in the cabin can impact things like just the air and the water in your bottle of water um, you know our body is water and air so if it's happening in that bottle it's happening in our body uh, so drink tons of water, hydrate your cells, help flush out toxins. Uh, there's a great quote that says uh, the solution for pollution is dilution. Uh, so if you feel like you're getting exposed to things that you don't want, drink tons of water. Um, you know, the, the imagery there is, you know, think about walking through a, a forest and if you come across a stale, stagnant, algae-filled pond that has no moving water and compare that to, you know, walking through a forest and coming across a a trickling glacial stream that has constantly renewed water that is clean and pure. You know, that's what we want, Um, you know. So, um, staying hydrated is crucial. Don't worry about having to use the restroom more. It's a great excuse to get up and walk around. Move more on your flight. Uh, we're going to talk about moving in just a second. Uh, if you can get mineral waters like Pellegrino, Perrier, they're in most airports. Um, you know, you can get those. My favorite, however, would be Gerolsteiner um but these things provide your body with more minerals there's bicarbonate to help buffer um so that's going to support immune and other metabolic functions um uh, the other thing that i've been doing lately is uh natural stacks has an amazing stack of myco products uh the mushrooms Mycoimmune is a blend of turkey tail, reishi, and chaga. These are amazing for uh, longevity and immune system function. I actually go to Starbucks or any coffee shop in the airport, and I order hot water. I bust open two capsules of mycoimmune, dump it in, and make a mushroom tea, and I drink that. So I'm getting hydrated, and I'm getting uh, immunomodulating Uh, Mushrooms that are full of beta glucans, which uh, you know help improve immune function. So, those are some things that we can do uh, to boost our immune system. A couple other things grounding and earthing. There are two ways that we can achieve this one on the plane, the other as soon as you land on the plane. uh, You can try connecting your skin to the metal, there are grounding strips within the plane. Uh, You know, so the best way to do this is you know, just expose your heel, you know. Pull your heel out of your shoe. Pull your sock down if you're wearing socks. Place it on the metal strip uh, of on the floor or on your seat. It sounds weird. Science is not always conclusive. Um, but you can try it. And, and if it works for you, great. If you don't notice anything, don't worry about it. Um, I learned that one from Dave Asprey. Uh, I know a lot of people who swear by it. Um, you know, so again, try that one from you, for yourself and see if it works. Uh, but then the one thing that, that we know is impactful and effective is earthing. Um, so when you land, get outside and touch a tree or get barefoot and put your feet in the grass. And this will help us absorb negative ions from the earth. It helps us achieve balance and, and you know, help combat with some of the negative um, uh, bombardment that we uh, are exposed to while we're flying. Um, recent research does show that our immune system functions better when we have a surplus of electrons or negative ions. And that's exactly what we accumulate when we are barefoot in the sand, barefoot on the rocks, barefoot in the grass, touching a tree. Uh, So that's why earthing or grounding can be so impactful. Uh, it's also why we feel better at the ocean or by waterfalls. Those things give off negative ions, uh, sea salt lamps, um, so, if you don't have waves or waterfalls, no problem. Just find some grass. There's usually grass outside the airport, your hotel. And there's trees. You know, find them, grab them, touch them, absorb those negative ions. The next thing is going to be exercise and movement. Uh, John Ratey is a favorite author of mine. Uh, he's best-selling author and Harvard neuropsychiatrist. He says exercise is the single most powerful tool that you have to optimize your brain function. On the plane, it's simple. If you're awake, move as much as possible. When you can, get out of your seat and walk. Uh, If you're seated, focus on specific joints. You know, roll your wrists, move your elbows, do neck rolls, move your ankles, uh, try to move your knees as much as possible. Focus on figure eights, draw the alphabet. This will help you pass the time on a long flight. It it increases blood flow. It moves and lubricates joints. The more you move, the more you circulate that blood, the more you prevent joint stiffness, Um, and, and the more you'll become aware of your posture and potential positions that could lead to back, neck pain, um, blood clots, things like that uh, during your trip. So I think, uh, you know, maybe set a a reminder on your phone uh, to go off every 30 minutes or every 60 minutes if you're going to be awake and move, change your position. Um, You know, like I said earlier, put your feet in the seat and sit in a full squat Uh, we had a great podcast with aaron alexander from align therapy you can go back and listen to that one but we touched on how our posture how we sit how that dictates physiology and emotion and feelings but if you sit in a depressed state you're going to feel that way so sit in a way that incorporates or 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 resembles somebody who is uh, energetic and enthusiastic and positive Um, you know, after the flight, you don't need to go straight to a squat rack and shoot for a new world record squat, uh, nor should you Uh, expect your nervous system, your balance, other fine motor skills to be a bit off. So when you work out, especially that first workout, when you get to a new place, it should be short 20 or 30 minutes. It should be moderate in intensity and it should be fun. The purpose, again, is not to set a PR, but the purpose is to get blood flowing, to reset your nervous system, to restore full range of motion in basic movement patterns, uh, and to help reduce the amount of time it takes you to acclimate to the new time zone. You can incorporate this into your grounding and earthing practice by doing the workout outside and barefoot, do it in the sand, do it on grass. It could be something as simple as doing some some of your favorite yoga moves, Um My favorite reset workout is adapted from uh, something that Dan John calls the swing, squat, get up sequence. Uh, It's a great base here because it includes squats, hip hinges, ground-based movements, I've added push-ups, crawls, you can do band pull-aparts because a band is really easy to throw in your travel bag, it includes pushing, crawling, pulling movements, all of the basic movement patterns. Uh, And again, the band is something that easily fits in your carry-on luggage. Um, If you don't have access to dumbbells or kettlebells at your destination, you can do a bodyweight alternative. Um, So I like to do three rounds of this circuit, either a baby or a bear crawl for 50 feet, kettlebell swing. For 25 reps if you don't have a kettlebell just do five broad jumps and again maybe don't go for your max jump but again you're just you're trying to jump at about 60 to 80 percent it's not worth tearing a muscle or um, you know getting injured 20 push-ups 10 goblet squats if you don't have um, a kettlebell or a dumbbell I know you can Hell, use your luggage uh, you can find something to hold uh, you know for the goblet squat I do one Turkish get-up on each side. Again, if you don't have a dumbbell or a kettlebell, just do this one unloaded. Do the same movement but without load, and then 20 band pull-aparts. And again, I do three rounds of that. So it's a crawl, a swing, a push-up, a squat, a get-up, and a band pull-apart. That's something that you can do anywhere. It takes minimal time. And I, I actually do that following some sort of movement circuit, whether you want to call your, your dynamic warm-up or your favorite yoga positions. But you know, this really helps get blood flowing and uh, gets dopamine going, helps with pattern recognition. Um, you know, we get that from the increased dopamine. And that really sort of helps, uh, again, reduce the amount of time it takes to acclimate to the new environment. Um, I'm not a big fan of taking melatonin. Um, you know, it, it, the natural stacks method of supplementation is not to hammer a pathway. We prefer a more gentle approach, like a GABA or a serotonin brain food, uh, for long-term usage. Uh, but I know a lot of people who, uh, on occasional long flights across continents or oceans, take melatonin to help induce sleep uh, and reduce the effects of jet lag. Um, you know, when they want to fall asleep. Uh, but I would focus on things like serotonin brain food or GABA brain food. Um you know these are supplements that that I consider a must have in my travel arsenal with serotonin brain food we know uh it, it contains rhodiola rosea which we know can help reduce travel related stress and anxiety um you know plus the serotonin precursors and raw materials support metabolism uh of that crucial neurotransmitter which improves mood uh promotes relaxation um so it's sort of like travel without the stress of travel Um, And that's it, guys. Hopefully, uh, you've enjoyed this one. If you have a jet lag hack of your own, anything I missed, let me know. Post it in the comments for this episode on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or the blog post at naturalstacks.com. Again, while you're at naturalstacks.com, use the code JETLAG30, G three zero. That's all capitals, uh, and make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know how much you like the show. If we read your review on the air, we will hook you up with free Natural Sax products. And finally, share the OPP with your friends and family. I appreciate your love, your support, your time for listening and for being here. Catch you guys on the next episode.